didn't respond to the single word query. He'd heard her. He needed time to form a reply. After a few seconds, he gave a jerky nod that made his thick brown hair bounce on his high forehead. He looked so much like his father. I'm okay. My socks and underwear go in the top drawer, right? Amy offered a reassuring smile. That's right. Top drawer for socks and underwear, then shirts in the middle ones and pants in the bottom. She paused between sentences to give Parker time to absorb her instructions. Parker scrunched his face. It's all backwards. Backwards? He nodded rapidly, clinging to the drawer to hold his balance. You wear your shirt on your middle, your pants under that, and socks clear at the bottom on your feet, so socks should go in the bottom drawer. Amy stifled a chuckle at his reasoning. That makes a lot of sense, but look at the drawers. See how the very top drawer is the smallest one? Parker examined the drawers with one eye squinted shut. Would your shirts fit in that drawer? The boy heaved a sigh, his skinny shoulders rising and falling. Not all of them. But your socks and underwear will fit, right? He peeked inside the drawer as if measuring it. Uh Uh-huh. So, that's where they go. Okay, Mom. Amy waited long enough to watch him pull out a cluster of socks from the box on the end of his bare mattress and drop them in the top drawer before she turned toward her own bedroom. She entered the room, paused, and drew in a deep breath, testing the air. She'd opened all of the windows in the house upon her arrival yesterday evening, and now a dew-laden new day scent wafted in. After sitting unoccupied for over a year, the house had acquired a musty odor, but the stout Kansas breeze, combined with open boxes of baking soda that Adriana had cheerfully planted in a corner of each room, was creating the desired effect. The house smelled fresher already. She used her elbow to bump open the closet door and then stepped inside. She wrinkled her nose. The small space smelled like a dead mouse. She hoped she had another box of baking soda, or two. Ducking her head, she moved to the shelves that lined the short back wall of the wedge-shaped closet. Earlier, she'd washed the shelves with soap and water, then covered them with plain paper. She was grateful for the shelves, even if they were tucked under the eaves. They provided a nice storage space for extra sheets, towels, and blankets, going-away gifts from the fellowship members in Arborville, Kansas. Handling the fresh items brought a rush of memories, faces of people she'd known her entire life flashing through her mind. If Gabe hadn't died, she'd still be with them. But he had died, taking away her security. She needed a new security. How she prayed Weaverly, Kansas would become her and the children's promised land. Amy finished arranging the items neatly. Even if they were tucked out of sight in a closet, she wouldn't do a slipshod job. Then stepped back into the bedroom. The sun pouring through the uncovered windows highlighted the faded flowered wallpaper and scuffed wood floor.
The room held a tired, worn appearance, but once she'd hung curtains and spread a pretty quilt on the bed, it would feel more homey. Before she started decorating, though, she needed to finish giving the house a thorough scrubbing from top to bottom and get all of their belongings put away. There'd only been time for a cursory dusting and sweeping yesterday evening before they moved the furnishings into the rooms, because the Mennonite men from the Fellowship in Ohio needed to return the rented U-Haul trucks first thing this morning. So they had dragged everything into the house and departed, leaving Amy and the children to organize things on their own. Although she might have appreciated some extra helping hands, she liked being able to choose how to arrange the furniture in the rooms of her house. She hoped God didn't see her delight as selfish, but she couldn't deny a sense of freedom in being the one making decisions rather than following Dad's or Gabe's.